Hey friends, welcome to But What If You Did, the podcast for millennials that find themselves in the middle of the growth phase. You know, the part in the big life transition that doesn't feel good. This is the part where it feels hard to show up every damn day. You may be in the thick of things now, but someday you'll look back and be hella proud of yourself that you kept going. I'm your host, Allison, and honestly, I know the growth phase is messy. That's why I'm sharing my stories and life lessons in hopes that it'll help you navigate the messy stuff in your life. I'm positive our paths have crossed for a reason, and I'm so, so excited to have you along for the ride because now we get to grow through the hard stuff together. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of But What If You Did? I'm Allison, and this is our final episode of 2020. Yes, we have actually made it to the end of 2020. I know when the world started to shut down in March, it maybe felt a little bit like we would never see the end of 2020. And here we are just days away from 2021. Um, So first of all, let's celebrate the fact that we all survived our first pandemic, because um, this is probably the first time all of you have experienced this right along with myself. And you're going to have to bear with my cat meowing in the background, probably the entire episode, because um, he's just not happy that I was at work all day. So um, shout out to all my cat moms out there that um, deal with that with their little ones when they get home from work as well. Um, So I digress. Um, so, you know, I just feel like we've gone through so much this year, whether it was the political wave, um, that kind of rocked our world a little bit, um, the social justice waves, the pandemic, the unemployment, the furloughs, um, the health crisis. Um, I know a lot of people have lost loved ones and have had to completely pivot in their businesses, in their lives. And like, like really when you look back, there were the huge fires in California, like, and think, you know, just thinking about all the world events that happened in 2020, I think we saw more happen in 2020 than we've seen in probably most of our adult lives combined. So today I want to take some time to reflect back with you right alongside me on some of what I consider to be my biggest lessons of 2020 and some of my biggest takeaways. And while you've lived a lot of these lessons right along with me these last few months, um, I think it um, never hurts to talk about them a little bit more again and to really reflect on why they made such an impactful difference and how I'm going to carry those forward with me into 2021. So I have eight lessons. We'll see if I share all eight of them by the end of the podcast, but um, hang with me because I'm going totally unscripted today. So my first lesson that I think I really took away from this was just this idea that like we don't ever truly know what's coming for us. And I think we can get so caught up in building our futures um, that we just really miss a lot of what's happening right in front of us. So I remember reading, a, um, I think it was Rachel Hollis's book, um, The Didn't See That Coming, which came out in September um, a few months ago. And she was talking about like, how things have always been uncertain. The difference is now we just realize how uncertain they've always been. Um, And so the pandemic was this new level of uncertainty that quite honestly, millennials have never had to navigate. And I think it really just shed light on how much life is outside of our control 
and was a reality check that probably many of us needed, but also one that we were just vastly underprepared to deal with. Um, So I think that for me, something that I have really taken away um, from 2020 is that I was so wrapped up in trying to plan and build and you know, do the right things to move into the future and to get to the future and everything was about the future. And I was missing some really great opportunities that were right there in front of me that really, I just needed to slow down and think about what was really important to me so that I didn't miss the present moments. Like, I don't think I've ever been this present and engaged with my family and my close friends and building a strong circle of influence around myself. Um, And a lot of that came out of having a lot of things torn away from me. So through all the hardship, there's definitely been some big wins. But I think that what I want you to take away from this is that that idea that we truly never know what's coming and tomorrow is promised to no one. And so don't miss out on the really great things in your life that are right there in front of you because you're so focused on, and this in some ways I think is like, very millennial of like, we've always been taught like, what's next? What's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? When are you going to open this million-dollar business? Like, that's just what millennials do is we're always striving for that next big thing. And I think we're so conditioned to do that, that like, we don't even know how to enjoy what we're living in the moment. So I know for me, moving into 2021, now that I've kind of had that realization and I have that self-awareness, I just hope to be way more intentional with that moving into 2021 and to try to remember and to really focus on what's happening in the present moment and living where I am rather than living where I hope I could be type thing, if that makes sense. So my second life lesson that I think was um, something that I was kind of, I've known is a thing for a little while, but I just didn't really see how it applied to my life until 2020 happened. And then I realized that it was something that I should be a little more focused on. So lesson number two, there's a reason that successful, I say that with quotes because everyone's version of successful looks a little bit different, but why there's a reason that successful people diversify their income. So, you know, when you talk or you look at all of these like entrepreneurs and authors and, um, artists and sports stars and things like that you look up to. Most of them have more than one stream of income. Like they didn't become, they, you know, they didn't get to their six figure income or their seven figure income by having one stream of income. So like, it's okay to have your nine to five that pays the bills, but you should also try to find a way to incorporate some stream of income that is not dependent on another company. Um, and not dependent on corporate America to provide that to you. Some stream of a diversified income that is in your control. Um, And that could be something as little as like a steady pet sitting job on the side or as stable as I own my own kick-ass company on the side where I control what I make off of it. So just um, food for thought and something that I just never really... I don't know. Like I said, it's something that I guess I've heard successful people talk about for a while, that they all have these multiple streams of income, but I had never really thought about how to apply that in my own life or why that would ever be important to my own life because I had always lived in a comfortable 
and um, just a really comfortable manner. Like I had a job that could pay the bills. I could live comfortably. I could do the things I wanted to do. And that was enough for me. But when that job was taken away and I found myself furloughed for eight months, I realized that your income is never guaranteed. And oftentimes losing your job is completely out of your control. So having that backup stream of income can be more than a life raft um, when things like this happen. So I know for me going forward into 2021, um, I didn't set out to start the podcast because I wanted to monetize it, but I do want to, like, I have these goals to build this really big community and um, this platform along with it. And I would like to be able to offer you some mini courses and coaching opportunities and things like that in the future. So my goal is to really start to understand what a second stream of income means for me and to start making a move for it, like to stop waiting around and expecting that it's just going to happen, even though I don't really just expect it's going to happen. I get it. Starting any kind of second stream of income is going to be a lot of hard work and take a lot of sacrifice and so forth. But I think I'm just ready to start making that move. And I don't think I would have been at that point if it hadn't been for all these strange blessings that 2020 left me with. My third life lesson is that while trying something new can be really scary, it can also be really rewarding and well worth the well worth the dealing with the the scary, terrifying feelings that came along with it. Um, and if you hadn't guessed it, this definitely ties back to the podcast. Um, you know, this was something like I said, I've listened to podcasts for years, and I've. Um, They've been really impactful for me, but um, starting my own was not something that was really on my radar. And um, it was definitely that thing that I kind of just went for. And it has turned out to be super rewarding and the thing that I look forward to every week. And I love connecting with you guys, especially over on Instagram. If we aren't connected over there already, please slide into my DMs. I love chatting with you guys. I love hearing what episodes you're getting excited about and what information is helpful to you and what you're learning and whether you've experienced or connected with a certain episode. Um, but if I hadn't tried something new and just kind of pushed past those scary feelings, I don't know that I would have found this really rewarding adventure. So, um, you know, don't be afraid to try something new because you might be surprised how passionate you become about something that you really never thought you had much of an interest in. Uh, Number four is you will never regret investing in your own education. Um, And I think that that was, although I have it listed as number four on the list, was probably one of my (laughs) biggest life lessons from the year. Um, You know, I, being unemployed is hard and you know, we were lucky this year that we had the extra $600 for several weeks from the CARES Act. And that made it much easier to not only be able to survive and live comfortably, um, but also to be able to put some income and money forward into investing in myself so that I was not sitting around wasting that time, but instead using every minute in this gift of time that I found myself with to grow as a person, to 
um, grow in my career, to just find ways to really make an impact on the world. And, you know, I think it's never easy when you're experiencing financial hardship to um, be willing to kind of put some money forward, but like nothing in life is free. And sometimes, although we'd like to think that we can do it all alone, sometimes you really do need the help from experts. And so, um, you know, some of the things that I invested in this year were um, a group mastermind, you know, Becca, who hosted a few weeks back for me, um, led a really cool um, mastermind group for entry-level entrepreneurs that were trying to get their feet wet and trying to learn from the ground up. And that was super beneficial to me. And um, I invested in a book writing course because I really want to write a book. And that's a big goal for me. And I had no idea where to start. And that has been so helpful. Um, you know, I invested in a personal development community. I invested in a podcasting course. Um, so yes, those were all dollars that I put forward that were really scary to put forward during a pandemic when I was unemployed and had no idea if I would get my employment back. But looking back, like those are the things that made me who I am. And those are the things that helped me grow in 2020. So even when it's hard, you'll never regret investing in yourself, right? Lesson number five, healthy habits uh, can carry you through some of the hardest seasons in your life. I had worked really, really hard on establishing better habits. Um, a lot over the last couple of years. Um, I'm talking 2018, 2019, like really made it a point to establish a really solid morning routine to go for walks more regularly, to make sure that I was getting in some time, like quiet time, meditation time, um, reading more regularly, not watching as much um, TV and not watching as much news and not reading the news as much because it stresses me out and things like that. And um, I just didn't realize how much that self-growth work was really going to pay off for me in 2020 because when things got really hard, like I always knew that I had that consistent piece of my morning to look forward to. And for me, that was like a way of like checking off another sunrise. That was another way of, okay, I made it one more day okay, I made it another day. Um, and so although it is really hard to establish habits and it certainly doesn't happen overnight, but I think that I want, the big message here is that I want to encourage you that if you're struggling with habits to keep trying and to really think about why a habit is important to you and how it could benefit your life in the long run. Because I just think that when times get really tough, you have to have something to fall back on in something that feels easy. And when you have really solid habits, you have that thing, that thing that feels easy. Like, for example, brushing your teeth is a habit and you don't even think about it anymore. It's just that thing that like you do every day, right? I know it can feel really, really hard to figure out and establish habits. Um, and ones that work for you and ones that really help you, but don't give up on them because I, I really think that they were 
a big reason that I survived 2020. And looking back, like all of that work and all of that time and that frustration and just so much of what went into building those habits, like I had that light bulb moment of like, oh, this is why I did that. Like, this is why I stuck it out when it got hard and things. So keep going. Establish strong habits. Read the book Atomic Habits. It's wonderful and very helpful. And um, yeah, I can't speak highly enough about habits. All right. So number, what are we up to? Six? Six. My sixth life lesson from 2020 is busy is not the badge of honor that millennials like to make it out to be. Um, yeah, I definitely was somebody who wanted and thrived off of being busy most of the time and, um, working full time and working on my master's degree full time. Like I was busy and I definitely was taking on way more than I could chew. I was definitely in over my head sometimes. I, yeah, I just, it, it was a lot sometimes, but also I, (laughs) Looking back, I realized that every time someone was like, oh man, I wish that I had your dedication or, oh man, I wish that I could do that or, oh man, you're really killing it. Like I took that as like, man, patting myself on the back. Look at how great I'm doing in life to the point that I was running myself into the ground. So I think sometimes we are, we feel so celebrated when people are um, complimenting us on being busy that we turn our back to how busy is actually making us feel because we're taking those instant dopamine hits and being like, wow, this is great. Everybody thinks I'm great because I'm doing these things. And then we celebrate being busy so much that we think that being busy is actually a good thing. Being busy and running yourself into the ground isn't a good thing. Self-care is a good thing. So in 2021, Um, I really hope to embrace the concept of busy is not a badge of honor and um, to use my boundaries and other skills that I'm learning to kind of really help that, uh, control that a little bit better. Um, That's going to be a big focus for me in 2021, especially like this project that I'm finishing out is heading into um, the harder stages and it's going to require a lot of my time, but protecting my downtime is also going to be really important. So busy isn't a badge of honor. And we're going to work on that this year. And we'll check back in a few months and I'll let you know how I'm going, how I'm going. Words are hard, how I'm doing with that. So number seven, waiting on external validation from others for everything you do just simply is not serving you. Um, I So I read the book, The Motivation Code, this year by Tad Henry. And um, definitely one of my top five favorite books from the entire year. Definitely recommend it. Um, and it's all about how you're like motivated, basically. And for me, one of my core motivations is to serve other people. So I like to really help other people and to make things easier for them and to work on processes or things that are going to really help someone else. Um, And because I have that core motivation, I have a tendency to seek out a lot of external validation from others. And um, I think that I realized how much I was doing that over the furlough, that like, when I didn't have that constant attention from like 
one of my leaders or a friend or whatever to be like, wow, you're doing a great job. Like, I felt like I was like missing out on something or like I couldn't make decisions for myself. And that was such an odd realization to come to. But I really was seeking a lot of external validation um, on pretty much every decision I made. And that's just, I mean, A, it's not healthy. And B, it definitely wasn't serving me when it came to building myself into the thought leader that I was hoping to become. Um, So I think that for me, that lesson specifically is definitely more self-awareness driven. Um, And I know that since I know that that's something I'm struggling with, I've definitely been more self-aware in the last several months. And um, I've definitely made some positive changes and feel really good about where those changes are propelling me and I'm really excited to kind of grow through this lesson more in 2021 because I definitely feel like I'm still at the beginning stages of like undoing some of those bad habits, I guess you could say. Um, Yeah, bad tendencies and just kind of growing and evolving with this lesson. And um, lesson number eight, um, holding yourself to your ideal success checklist is definitely holding you back. Um, I, you know, I know, I think it was like maybe episode five, we talked about um, the imaginary success checklist. And, you know, this is the idea um, that we all have this idea of where we think we should be by a certain point in life. And then there are all of these external circumstances and environment changes and just things that kind of throw curveballs at where we think we should be and kind of push us to where we are. And I think that when we hold ourselves to this imaginary success checklist, we are, um, we're really doing ourselves a disservice because we're, that's how we let imposter syndrome sneak in. That's how we find ourselves comparing where we are to where everybody else is. And, you know, 2020, everyone lived their own version of hard and it, affected some people a lot and it affected others hardly at all. Um, So comparing where you are after 2020 to where someone else is after 2020 just really isn't serving you. And if there's anything that's likely to hold you back, it's the comparison game. So I think that for me, um, I kind of just had to realize that I was on a different journey this year than a lot of my friends. And I don't think 2020 was a bad year for me. I dealt with a lot of crazy crap, but like, I don't, I don't see 2020 as a failure or as a year I never want to relive or whatever. Like I learned and grew so much in 2020 because of the things that happened. So I guess I'm here to encourage you to not let that ideal success checklist keep controlling your life. Um, you have the power to, to make change. And, um, I think that that's just, I don't know. I think it's really powerful to think about how you have so much control over your destiny, um, and to really work really hard to reclaim that control. And on that note, uh, thanks for bearing with me. Thanks for um, coming to hang out for a bit today. Um, I, I feel like that was a little all over the place, but that's what you get when um, I try to do this a little unscripted. Um, 
But anyways, those were some really big life lessons for me in 2020. And I'm excited to see what life lessons 2021 has in store. So uh, next week, I've got a really exciting interview planned for you guys. And I'm just really looking forward to kicking off the new year on the right note. I wish you a safe and happy holidays, and um, I will see you again in 2021. Thank you so much for taking some of your valuable time to hang out with me today. I hope you found a nugget of wisdom to encourage you to get out of your own way and to take action, even when it feels hard. Resources and links discussed in today's episode can be found in the show notes. And P.S. If you love this episode or it really vibed with you, I would really love for you to slide into my DMs on Instagram at but period what if you did period the podcast so that we can connect or better yet, share this to your story or maybe even send it to a friend and be sure to tag me so that I can personally say thank you for coming along this journey with me. Until next time, friends. 